listen, I don't want to waste any time here. Uh, last week, we started off with some red flags in real life. You guys remember that? Okay. Remember our friends uh, from LSU? Uh, and uh, not LSU, but University of Louisiana. Um, and so I got, a couple, I got a couple of volunteers tonight. One of them is my wife. Come on up, Christy Cox. And then, uh, is, is Nikki Flores in the room? Here she comes. She's, she's on her way. Here, will you grab, actually? Here, I'll... Wow. Okay. Not bad. That never happens. All right, come on. You go first. Ladies first. Ladies first. Okay, am I saying my red flag? Can you please stand up here? Yes. Please, for the camera. Yes. Say hi, YouTube. Um, the world's watching. Okay, so first of all, what's a, what's a red flag? A red flag is something that, uh, like, when you're in the middle of a relationship or maybe starting one, or maybe right before, you're like, you're like, ah, oh, is this a good idea? And then there's these red flags, things to avoid, and things that might, might, make, um, might make a relationship not work, so... Yeah, okay, so my red flag, I'll, uh, this is a guy that I was dating. Uh, this was like our second or third date, so comfortable enough to talk about what we believe and things like that. We're on our way to the date in downtown Houston, and if you guys know, downtown Houston has a lot of homeless people. And so, um, well, I was feeling kind of givey that day, okay? So I, I reached into my purse, and I'm like, let me just see what I have. You know, I don't always do this, but let me just see what I have. And so I'm kind of looking in there, and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, you know, I just thought, to s let me just see what I have to give this person some money. And he was like, why would you help that man? Like, why would you help him? He can get a job if he wants. And I'm like, oh. So then we keep on. We get into an argument about it. Um, <laughs> because I'm like, even if I didn't have money, even if I just had food, like, we should help people. And he's like, no, I just don't think that we should help people because they can do it themselves. And so it just really showed this heart of like, yeah, not being generous, not being kind. And God forbid he's in this situation, he's gonna be asking for money. That's right, so was that the last date? Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, you date someone. <laughs> well, also, I'll say, I'll say, this was also before I was a Christian. Okay. So, turns out, this guy's not a Christian, duh. We're, yeah, so not. Not good. Not a good situation. Okay. So he displayed that he was not a generous person, not a yeah. helpful person. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and so that was a, a red flag. I love yeah. it. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Christy Cox. Yeah, let's give Nikki a hand. Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead. Turn on my watch and do not disturb. Um, I feel like I have just a plethora of red flags that I could share with you, um, but maybe my most helpful one that I could share with all of you um, is <coughs> had weird or dumb friends. So, who, the company that you keep matters. Okay, first of all, everyone in the room is wondering if you're talking about me or somewhere else, someone else. Can you just go ahead and clarify? I'm not talking about Mark. Obviously, he... He made the cut. I wouldn't have kept dating him if I had red flags because I'm smarter than that. If you guys see red flags, there's a reason you should turn and walk away. 
But no, I mean, Mark actually, he did have some dumb friends and he still has one of his dumb friends to this day, but he did bring him to church. So like, I kind of give him a pass. Clint, you guys have heard stories about this dumb friend. So it was, granted, Mark and I, he was in the friend zone for a while because he, he did have a couple of dumb friends. Um, I'm sorry. The story's growing. Did you catch that, Eric? You was like... The story's like, well, there were a couple dumb friends, and then actually, if you want the, all the red flags, and then the list comes out. I'm sure the list is just, go ahead. Oh, no. Clint Keep definitely talking. stays on the um, red flag. But, I mean, like, dumb, did dumb things. Um, intelligence matters. It mattered to me. So poor grammar and just real dumb friends was a big red flag to me. No. Grammar. Yes. Grammar <laughs> matters. <laughs> if you sound Some of the like, guys are like, if you sound oh, like an idiot, I was definitely not going to date you. Oh, let's do this. Let's have some fun with it. Um, what do you mean no? Okay, let me just, boys, I'm trying to give you some help right now. Uh, trying to Dara help you. has something you. to say in the back. Girls, you want to be with a dumb okay, guy. Hold on, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Because I want to do, do a little bit of crowd work here. Shh. Hold on. Girls, I'm going to help you in a way. Guys, I'm going to help you in a way. D I don't dare, know. Dare I, Dara? Go ahead. No, we're talking about like, no, like per perfectly, perfectly able to speak yeah. properly. I was going to say reverently. That's not the right word. No. Um, no, English was their first language, and they screwed it up. All right. Wow. So, girls, let's do a little bit of research. Guys, just take notes. Okay? Girls. You're welcome. If... If a boy acts stupid uh, in public, does dumb things in public, is that like, I guess, I guess, raise your hand if that's like, no, 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 like, it's not a red flag, I'm, we're still in good, or like, keep your hand down if you're like, no, like, for sure, like, acting stupid is kind of like, we're out. So are they raising their hand if it's stupid? <sighs> How stupid is stupid? <laughs> Some of y'all are going to marry stupid people because you're like, ah, on the spectrum of stupid, he's not a zero, but he's not a 10. He's semi-stupid. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Shh. Shh. <laughs> this is weird. Here we go. I think I regret this, but. What were you, gonna say? What were you saying? I mean, it's like stupid. Like, does dumb stuff in public for a lot of times. It's to get a, a laugh out of his guys and honestly, probably trying to impress the girls, but usually it doesn't work. Sure. You say overnight? Overnight? There's really, there shouldn't be an audience for that anymore. That's like... That also sounds oddly specific. Is yeah. there someone in the room that's... Okay. A TV show. It's a TV show. It's They'll certainly not jail. You Scott. can't date them from jail. Oh, boy. Okay. All right, let me just clarify. If, if a boy does something, something stupid, like obviously stupid, and then he laughs at it, girls, raise your hand. I'm switching it up. Is, is it a red flag? Is it kind of like, ooh, staying away from that? Okay. Just something to pay attention to? Also, a, also disrespectful. When you're being disrespectful, disrespectful? like doing dumb Whoa. things. Listen, listen. Boys, hear me. Girls, too. 
When you're doing things to like disrespect someone's property or somebody or like ruining things, that mm. is like a huge red flag. It's not okay on any level. Okay, no just to make sure, are we are. raising our hand because it's a red flag? Okay, all right. Okay, guys, are 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 you guys paying attention at this point? Is like you're like, oh, do not deface public property. Okay, cool. Don't Was there done. any? Is that it? I mean, I've got. Okay, hold on one second. One second. I got more. You got more? I've got a lot of replies. So here's, shh, they're, they're having small group time right now. We tell them to have small group time. They don't have small group time, but then they have it when we don't. It's kind of like, maybe we need to reverse engineer that somehow. You, what this crowd wants is red flags about me. We didn't prepare this. This is all, oh. but that's what they want. And, and you're saying there weren't any, but surely there was something that you were like, ooh, I don't know. The feet one. The feet one. I know. I'm in the minority. I get it. <laughs> um, you just don't know whether to say it publicly or you just... No. No. Obviously, I married you, so there was... Yeah, a yeah, yeah. I liked yeah but, you. like, there was kind of a trial period, too, where it was like... There was a trial period in this... I don't... I don't... Okay, don't say it then. That's fine. He was too nice. Mm. I know. I know. I know. I don't know. I... I don't know if that's going to help my lesson. It's not, it's not. I'm sorry. Don't be All right. Hold on. Let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's come here. Front center. Because now, now I've got to actually teach a lesson that's going to have to like, it's from the Bible and it's going to make sense because from the Bible. I was that, dumb. My, I was dumb. That, okay. So you were, okay. I dated the wrong type of guys. What kind of, what kind of guy? So you were dating what kind of guys? Jocks? I know the, you're I, looking at me like, I know the answer. They don't. I, I, I dated different teams in, at our school. Or dated different, like I dated. Uh, athletes. You dated, dated athletes, athletes from the different sports. Different sports, yes. yes. Okay. Yes. So I remember there was soccer at one point. There was hockey at one point. Which baseball. one smells the worst? Hockey Hockey equipment. for sure. Hockey. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, so, okay. So baseball. I was too nice. What did you expect out of me that would have made me more, like, attractive? I don't know. This is really ridiculous. Oh, my bad. My bad. You could have just said, I didn't have any, and walked off the stage, but here we are. So, um, I don't okay. I just, at that point in my life, I wasn't looking for somebody to, like, marry. Okay. Ooh, that's interesting. Transferable principle. Um, that better do, 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 does um, now, does today you, like nice just see value in the niceness yes so your values this is maybe the transferable principle that you needed to hear as your values changed over time yes uh yes. maybe after your brain was fully formed and after you saw the light of day yes. and saw this majesty that is me <laughs> um okay interesting you thought i was too nice that's interesting he was maybe. in the friend zone but again, you don't need to keep saying it. He stuck around because he was really nice. <laughs> no, it's, it's like keep saying it, you know. It's like over and over. It's like, it's a friend zone. Thank you. It worked. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, so, so your values changed over time. Yes. Yeah. Is I it needed, possible? I needed help walking in my Christian faith. That's interesting. Is it possible then? This is what I want you to hear, and then I'll, I'll let you off stage. Is that, is that Demetri? Oh, that was, okay. Uh, is it possible that sometimes you need a little guidance yes. from someone older? Yes. 
We and we both did because yeah. we both dated people. I'll give you my red flags. I have, uh, I have a, Do you I have any kind for of, me? A, I have a big one. Uh, no. <laughs> Someone said no. no. That's the answer. No. Uh, no. Uh, okay. Thank you. You can give her a hand. Yay. Um, before, okay, so we're, we're, we're done with red flags for the night, but um, before we keep moving, are there any adults that want to share red flags next week that we haven't got to yet? Basically, I'm looking at David and Chris and Eric and Dimitri and Brittany and am I missing anyone? If you have red flags, let me know and we'll do them next week, okay? That'd be fun. I got one that's going to weird you out. You're going to be like, there's no way that's real, is what you're going to say, okay? Let's begin. Um, we, we sometimes change our minds over time, and as was kind of described by my wife. And so it is interesting um, that the kind of person that you want to date... Uh, will change over time. We've talked a little bit about dating. We've talked a little bit about boundaries. Last week was all about boundaries and dating. Uh, and so tonight, um, I, I kind of want to introduce the idea that um, it's about dating and things like that, but it's, it's less about you, and it's more about how you view everyone else, especially uh, people that you might want to date, okay? But first, uh, a Toy Story illustration because that makes perfect sense. Um, there's a scene in Toy Story. Uh, are we all fans of Toy Story? Anyone's just like anti-Toy Story, right? You can... It's amazing. It's amazing. Toy Story 3 is like the most like I was going to cry of the Toy Stories probably. Um at least it was for me. This is actually, you know, we're going to keep moving because we're not here to dissect Toy Story. Uh, but no, we're not here to dissect. We're going to keep moving. So, boy, y'all have like, you're just like boundaries again, boundaries. Um, Toy Story 3 has like, has a couple moments that made me kind of like think about the stages of life. Um, at this point in my life, I just told my wife this the other day, I was watching a movie recently, and like I, I get emotional watching these movies, uh, I probably wouldn't have as a teenager at all, because the only life stages that I'd really lived through were like birth through 13 years old. As a 13-year-old, I wasn't crying in movies, but I, as a 40-year-old, cry in movies from time to time, because... I realized how special some of those life stages are. And particularly in Toy Story 3, there's one that really gets me. Um, now, we're not going to show you that scene. I'm going to talk about it later. But there's a scene that I do want to show you that's going to set our talk up for tonight. So turn your attention to the screen. What are you going to do with these toys? Should we donate them to Sunnyside? Mom, no one's going to want those old toys. Fine. You have till Friday. Anything that's not packed for college or in the attic is getting thrown out. Whatever you say, Mom.
happening? We're getting thrown out, you idiot. That's what's happening. You need a hand? I got it. Uh, here. So you're gonna miss me when I'm gone? If I say no, do I still get your room? Nope. Oh, this can't be happening! Quiet! What's that sound? Andy! That's not trash! That's not trash! Okay. So, um, anyone, anyone, um, I'm trying to, this is not meant for, like, public speech time, okay? But anyone have that, like, one toy that you were inseparable from as a kid? Like, the one. And you're thinking about it in your head. Maybe there was a name. Maybe there was, uh, so maybe it was, uh, just, uh, I'm just curious, like, t teddy bear people? It was a teddy bear? Okay. Awesome. Uh, anyone like, more like, more like, I'm like a blanket. Like I had that blanket. Like it was that blanket. It was right. Your comfort zone, right? Okay. Now let me step into the more specific territory. Did anyone have like a doll that was like, really like that was the, that, that was it. It was the doll. Some of you are raising your hand for multiple things. I'm like, great. You had a lot of, you had a great childhood. The one thing. Okay. Any, any of you guys had like an action figure that was like, is kind of like the, right, the, the Woody that you've, you're, you've got this around you, like it's always Woody or it's Buzz Lightyear or something like that. Um, the, uh, you know, in work, we come from like massively different generations. Uh, so for me, it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for sure. Like that was number one in my book. Um, and then if it was a, if it was like DC Marvel, which um, I was a Batman kid. I was all in Batman, like, so it was somewhere between those two, I always had one of those. Now, how many of you, <laughs> if you don't want to vote, if you don't want to raise your hand, that's okay, because some of you are going to start to get embarrassed with this question. Any of you still have that, that thing? Awesome. Look, and good for you. What, what thing, like the thing, the, the, the blanket, the doll, the, the something, Is it in a, here's a question. Raise your hand. Okay, put your hands down. Raise your hand if it is put away in a closet somewhere. Okay. So as soon as, raise your hand if it is prominently placed on like a shelf. All right. It's awesome. Good for you guys. Good for you guys. Um, over time, now how many of you, have been faced with, um, I might tell you a, a story uh, about something that I did one, one month ago relating to like my thing. But how many of you have had the moment where you're like, I've got to give it away? Really? EJ? Okay. Yeah, way to be EJ. Um, you've given your away? I haven't given it away, but I've thought about it at least. You've thought about it at least. Okay. How many of you, okay, hold on. Let's wrangle this situation. How many of you have taken one of those things and you've like taken it to Goodwill or something? Something that was special to you and it's like you kind of had this moment. Because one of the, the scene that really got me, hold on, 
the scene that really got me in Toy Story 3 was the moment at the end. Not when they're like rolling towards that incinerator. That's like, that's a whole different kind of like fear and trembling. But there's this moment where Andy is like, he's, he's, he meets this little girl. Remember? Because he's going off. He's going off. You, you like know her name. It's like, you know so much better than I do. And he, he, he gives her all of the, his old toys. And then he goes off to, I guess, college, right? It's been a while since I've watched it. And that's the moment that really got me because it's like, it's this total transition, right? Because what did he do? He threw these toys in, like, in a black trash bag. I'll tell you, here's, here's what I did recently. Um, um, here's what I did recently. I, I actually did something that I really thought I'd never do. I was cleaning the garage every Christmas season. Uh, I take a little bit of vacation time. Sometimes that's visiting family. Some of it's just like staying right here in Texas and, and kind of just doing some family time here. And I clean the garage. It's, my, it's one of my favorite things to do. And, and I threw something away that I literally never thought I would do. And it's like, all, I've told you guys, like, do you guys remember what my favorite class was in high school? Art. Art. Thank you for remembering. I still feel so seen, right? I've had it in a bin with me since I was 18. And I've really only cracked it open a couple times, mostly in college. But as an adult, I've gotten busy, right? And it's like, I haven't cracked that. And I looked at it, and I was like, I have been carrying this bin around for like 20 years, 22 years. And I threw it right, I threw it right in the trash. And it felt like, <laughs> my wife is like, no sentimental here. Get rid of the garbage. She's not, I just said, my paint supplies, all of my paint supplies, that I've been, that I, like, it's, so, well, it's, you know, it's kind of like, maybe it's probably not the best. You just go buy new, you know what I mean? But um, I sat there and watched as the, as the dump truck pulled up, right, or the trash truck. And I, I saw that, I saw it go in, and I was just like, oh, man, it's the end of an era. And isn't it interesting that when you, like, part with those things, first of all, it's not really as, because once it's done, you kind of forget about it. You know what I haven't thought about all day? The fact that I've thrown away my paint supplies, right? I haven't even thought about it all day. So you kind of go along with life and you're like, okay, like I'm fine. Um, but there's these items that we used to care about so much. They used to, like I would have told you in high school, not only is it my favorite class, but it really kind of defined me. I, I think I talked about that uh, uh, when we kicked off Fuse. Like it was kind of part of like how I would describe myself. Like I am the, the, like art is me and I am art. Like that's what I want to do when I grow up, which I, you know, I thought maybe I could make money doing that. You can't, unless you're just Bob Ross. But, um, you know, I, I just, it was such a big part of me. But with the toys getting thrown away, um, isn't it interesting that over, this is something you will understand, so, so track with me here, that there are some things that you put like a really high value on that you look at later down the road and you're like, huh. It's not really a big deal to me. Like that, the teddy bear, like I would never dare take my teddy bear to a football game on Friday night. And just, just walking around, you know, just, you're walking around. It's like, oh, cool. Um, teddy bear, you're a senior in high school. You're going to college next year, right? Maybe it's time to get rid of, of the Linus blanket or to, the something, right? Um, now, here's, here's why I bring that up. In fact, as much as uh, Christy's illustration when she said, like, Mark was too nice and her, she, her mind changed over time. She was used to, like, a different kind of person or whatever. And, and so I was a little surprised, I guess, when 
I, maybe, I, maybe she hinted at that when, I, when we were younger, but, but over time, your values start to change. Now, here's what I'm afraid of. What I'm afraid of is that like, um, like we start to place different value on objects and we just kind of throw them in the trash and put them away, uh, we, we, without thinking, kind of do that with people. And in the stage that you're in, in the stage that you're entering, I'm going to call it middle school, high school, uh, college, young adult years, maybe the next 10 years or so, there is a temptation that you will face to not honor other people or see the value in them when it relates to dating and relationships and sex, okay? And, and so let me just say this first of all. Tonight, we're talking about how you view other people, okay? I want all little side conversations uh, done right now because this is a serious topic. I want, this to, I want us to take this seriously. I want you to hear my heart, okay? Some of you have been hurt by people. Some of you have been hurt by people who are family members or leaders in the community or people that you should have been able to trust, but they weren't trustworthy, right? And I, I want you to know that that's not your fault. And so if they didn't honor you, if they didn't see the, the value that God created in you, I want you to know that's not your fault. That's not God's plan. And I am so sorry that happened. And I don't want you to write off the fact that God has a great plan for you moving forward. P.S. If you ever need some space to talk about those things, you should know that our staff our hub staff, me and Nikki and Dimitri are always here. Our volunteers are here. We have a counseling department. If you want some help in that area, we can connect all the dots. And we can set you up with everything you need to be able to talk that stuff through. So if someone hurt you because they didn't honor you, they didn't see the value that God placed on you, I just need you to hear me say, it's not your fault. I think sometimes we grow up with that lie in our head that I did something to deserve this. And that's just not true. It's just not true. Now, let me pop back into the gear. If we're talking about how we view other people now, how we treat other people, how we behave with other people. When it comes to dating, what ends up happening is sometimes we start to think more selfishly. We start to think, what's good for me? What do I want? So let me pursue kind of what I want. The reason dating is awkward when you start is because you really, no one really starts dating with just this kind of pushy attitude like, we're doing this, we're going here, you know, a huge red flag if that's the case. And they're like in eighth grade and they're on their little huffy and like, we're going to Sonic, you're getting an Oreo milkshake. And like, that's like weird, right? That doesn't happen. Um, but People over time do kind of tend to throw people in the trash in their mind a little bit. Now, we would never say that. We would never, like, honestly, uh, we would never uh, uh, describe our actions as that, but, but we do it. We treat people like they're garbage. And there's a particular scripture that I wanted to share with you so that we know that when it comes to the value that God has placed on us and the value that God has placed on other people, that it's like as high as it gets in creation. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, we're just going to look at it. Everything is permissible 
for me. But not everything is beneficial. And in other words, he's saying, I have freedom. I can make any decision I want. I've got free will. I can do anything I want, right? If I wanted to make some giant mistake today, I could. But you know what? Not everything is beneficial. So let me use some wisdom in my decision making. Everything is permissible for me, but I'll not be mastered by anything. Verse 13. Food is for the stomach. This is the illustration he's going to use. Food is for the stomach and stomach for the food, but God, God will do away with both of them. However, the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Let me pause there and define sexual immorality for us really quickly. Sexual immorality, if I could just come up with a definition, is just right here on the screen. Any type of sexual expression outside of the boundaries of God's standard in the Bible. Anything. Okay, anything. So sexual immorality is, is uh, if you look at that word immorality, moral is kind of the root word there. And so immorality would say like against or outside of or anti-morals. And so as far as sexual immorality goes, what we're saying is that God, if, if, if all this has been created by God, obviously that's what I believe, and God has given us purpose and he's given us identity and he's given us guidelines then we have to find ourselves in those, not in our own path, okay? So sexual immorality is when we say deuces to God's standard and we take our own path. Now, let me just back way off. Am I just talking to teenagers right now? No. You know who's sexual immorality, uh, who's in danger of sexual immorality? Literally everyone. Literally everyone. Sometimes we think like, Oh, the church just kind of likes to pick on these hot button issues. They hate these people or they hate those people. First of all, I would just like to say hate is not a word we would ever use to describe our feelings on things. In fact, what we as Christians would say is we have some standards, not because we wrote the Bible ourselves, but because God gave us his word and he said, here's my standard. And we're saying we believe what he said. So Christians get this rap for being judgmental. It's really not us. We're just saying here's it's God's standard. It's God's standard. So we're going to say we're going to go for whatever God's standard is. And if I was to boil it all down to maybe one sentence, I would say God's standard for marriage, for sex, for all of that is that marriage is to be between a man and a woman for a lifetime, and anything outside of that plan. So that becomes premarital sex. That means sex before you're married. Or let's say this, if you're married and you're having sex with someone that is not your spouse, that's sexual immorality, okay? I told y'all a story last week. I've got a friend who had, uh, I have a friend who just had a friend confess to him that he's been having sex outside of his marriage for the last several years. That's sexual immorality. This is not a teenager thing, y'all. This is just people. So am I in danger of sexual immorality? 100% I am. Anyone in here is. And so I am staying focused on my relationship with my wife under God's standard for our marriage, which is one husband, one wife for a lifetime in the context of marriage. That's, that's God's standard. So now going back to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 13, I think, or 14, uh, it says... Right, so the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. God raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Now, these last couple of verses really matter. Don't you know that your bodies are a part of Christ's body? 
So should I take part of Christ's body and make it part of a prostitute? Absolutely not. In fact, we would all say, that's crazy. Like, how could you do that? You would never say that. Don't you know that anyone joined to a prostitute? Or let me just say this. Anyone involved in sexual immorality at all is is really in, in danger of becoming one flesh with this one person, which we could spend a whole night on one flesh, but I would say there is a bond. Let me look at me. There is a bond created in sex that you know nothing about. And it's just because God created you that way. He created sex to be within one man and one woman in the context of a marriage, and it's trust building, and it's, 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 it's meant for a place of, of uh, safety and security and, and, and all that. It's, it's in the context of marriage. When you take it and you use it outside of God's standard as sexual immorality, and, and then there's a, there's, a, there's a piece of you that gets connected to this person. That's how God made you. That's how God made you. But anyone joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Verse 18 through 20. Flee. Run from sexual immorality. Every other sin is a, a person commits outside of the body. But the per, oh, Sorry, can we go back? Um, verse 18. Every, uh, every other sin is a person. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. But the person who's sexually immoral sins against his own body. Then verse 19, 20. We'll finish don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who's in you, whom you have from God? You're not your own, for you are bought with a price. So I love this last sentence. So glorify God with your body. This takes us all the way back to that standard. So glorify God. You are bought with a price. You were created, right? I was reading Psalm 139 while, while Monshare and Michael were leading us in worship. It just says, you were fearfully and wonderfully made, right? You were knitted inside your mother's womb. Like, th this is something that God created. If you were to try to live outside of God's creation, it's just not going to go well. And so I guess I want to implore, I just want to implore you, okay? Because I love you. Because even, even uh, uh, a 20-year-old Christy looks at, looks at a future husband and she, there's something that she doesn't like, and then years later, she changes her mind and says, no, that's actually a good quality. So here's what I just want to say. Is it possible? Is it possible that you are in danger of kind of tiptoeing into sexual immorality, tiptoeing into a dating relationship you have no business in, tiptoeing around in some relationships that you have no business in? And is it possible that maybe if you were just to listen to the wisdom of Scripture, that you could av avoid that pain and continue to live within God's purpose. That's what I want to share with you. Um, we are out of time, so I'm going to close and pray, but I really want to challenge you to come next week because here's what's going to happen next week. We're going to, we're going to answer your questions. If you have questions, you can come write them down, okay? Um, but we're going to wrap all this up next week. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for loving us. Sometimes it feels like... Um, the do's and don'ts are the only thing we're focusing on, but Lord, we want to kind of reorient our brain around the fact that you've given us some guidelines. You've given us some guidelines to walk through for our flourishing, for living a life within the guidelines that you've given us so that we can give you glory because we're bought with a price. Lord, I pray that we would do that. Lord, I love these students. And I pray that they would just take some of these nuggets and walk away and apply them to the life. It's in your name we pray. Amen.